Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, a frog to take your calls, a pillow goes blue, and find out the secrets of Vanishing Ink. Trust me, you don't want to miss this episode. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the KickCast, the podcast where we go out, find cool projects, come back and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. Joining me today is an amazing man, and I wish I could just big brother up his entire house so you could chronicle the life of his family and how amazing of a dad he is. The one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, Drew? Fantastic. If we could raise the funds, I would let you big brother my house because there's some funny stuff that goes on around here. The the problem is getting enough money where I could convince your wife to want yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, 20 bucks, you bet. Let's put a camera in every room. Yeah. Uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I'd have to convince her. Um, so can I come over with a whole bunch of GoPros and mount go, them in every I'll corner go. of your house? <laughs> I did recently have a conversation with her where we basically said, Hey, we should you should try and find some hobbies that we you know that we can share together. And uh, hers was, hey, what if we did tennis? We could be, you know, I like tennis. Maybe we could try tennis. And I was like, I like podcasting. Maybe we could try podcasting. So you know, there's a chance. Why don't you, why don't you podcast about tennis? Because <laughs> I can't play tennis. I don't even think. Well, that's the whole thing. We could do the, the journey of Drew Tyler <laughs> becoming the next Serena Williams, and like we will be there, front row and center. Fantastic idea. You know, like U.S. Open. Drew Tyler. That, I, like, I know that, that guy. How to how to raise kids. I mean, that that <laughs> I could teach a thing or two about raising kids. Or Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, I mean, I mean, come on. I just think you're – I just think the world of Drew. Guys, you guys don't know. I, I have a man crush on Drew. So I think it's <laughs> it's awesome. A, it's apparent. It's okay. <laughs> it's mutual. It's mutual. We get along quite well. In yeah. fact, we have a mandate next week. Did you know that? Uh, yes, we're, we do. <laughs> we're both going to go explore the mini TriCaster. Yes. And, and the, the TriCaster TX. The TX, the, the Skyposaurus thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited to see that. But I'm looking forward to hanging out with yeah. KT. I know. I'm excited. I'm going to take work off early to get there on time. <gasps> it's going to be amazing. Dirty. Shh, don't tell my boss. Okay. <laughs> so if you guys have never seen the show before, like I said, we go out, find cool projects, and sometimes we get the project creators on the show. I'm excited about tonight because we got yep. special guest um, Scott Weiser and um, Zach. I forgot what Zach's last name was. Um, Smith, right? Zach Spencer on there, and they nope. are... Zach Smith? Smith. Oh, I feel... I'm sorry, Zach. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> on there. Um, but they have a crowdfunding project that is coming up that is amazing, and I fell in love with them. And once you guys hear the interview, you will fall in love with them, too, and back the project. Yeah, they I, just I'm have a, I'm a, a great feel. They have a great feel about everything, uh, and it's organic, and it, and it feels right, but it's also very brilliant. So, yes. Yes, yes. so, I, you know, I'll give you things to come but first we're not gonna have any news today because the show would go long if we do but we're gonna go into some cool projects drew kick it off with this this uh, is I, I love this and yeah i'll, I'll put my thoughts in it <laughs> okay so this is a, a project that's pretty simple and 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 easy to follow um i'm not even sure how i found it but i believe because it was so green i clicked on it and just started to explore i see the what you did there so green phone frog it was a wild a wild idea. Um, I think I might have even Googled Bluetooth. I think that, or I, that's what I did. I searched Kickstarter for Bluetooth, and that was like one of my methods for finding a project this week. So this is Phone Frog. It will talk, like it has animatronics in the, built in this frog, and it will talk to whatever Bluetooth audio signal you send it. Wait, watch it, watch it. 
<laughs> so you can hook it up to your phone, to your speakers, to to uh, you know, have it play podcasts for you. You can have it play YouTube videos, anything that you can connect Bluetooth, which basically anything on your laptop, iPad, or phone. This little tiny frog will sit there and just so in their video they have like this pretend conversation on the phone, and you just watch the frog like responding, even though they're having a conversation with somebody else. So for me. <clears throat> I really enjoyed exploring this idea because you and I say you can add Bluetooth to anything and kickstart it. They added it to an animatronic frog. Oh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I love this. You know what this reminds me of? You remember back in, was it the early 2000s? The popular Christmas gift was to give them that fish that was yes. on a plaque and you'd hit yes. them and it'd like start singing at you. Oh, my God. I, yep. I honestly think if they market it right, this could be the next, you know. It- fish and everybody would have it because i remember like people were buying those left and right it's true it's true this this one's high though they're 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 pledged right now you're up to like 80 bucks to get a functioning phone frog um it's it's kind of, i don't know if it's still in prototype i think it's still kind of prototypey with what they've got built there but the idea is just really fun um it's also a kickstarter staff pick which is uh we i don't know with four backers and only 200 dollars in pledges i wonder I wonder how they pick those. So we have some theories on that, but you guys got to wait until later in the show to figure out the theory on how to become a staff pick. So for me, uh, I I wouldn't even mind having a phone frog t-shirt. So I would support this project. So it's a back for me for at a t-shirt level because I'm not going to spend 80 bucks for talking frog. I just like to watch the videos. <laughs> um, for me, it's a track um, and not, and not because I think it's 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 a dumb idea. I think this is a hilarious idea. This, <laughs> this needs to be made. Um, for me, the only reason I'm saying track is because they're not quite there in the planning process. They they don't have a manufacturer yet. They know where to get the frogs. They have a source for the frogs, um, and they have a prototype on there. But they you know they they need to make some custom electronics. They don't have the circuit board or the motors and everything in place. So it's a little just mm. too early for me. Plus the price point on there is what's driving me a little bit away from here, but I would say track on this because I think this should be made. <laughs> just for the sake of having it. Or somebody should get a hold of it and, 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 and revamp it. Maybe if they do like an f- animated frog SDK that you could pipe into yeah. and get him to wiggle his fingers at the same time. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do a, hello the morning, hello my darling. Right, right. <laughs> oh, uh, Froggy went in the court and then he's okay. Uh-huh. Froggy went to court and yeah, yeah. Now we could have tons of frog songs. Yeah, that would have been amazing on there. But yeah, so you know, it's a it's a back for me. So funny that you mentioned Drew. My one of my favorite lines about Kickstarter projects is how you find a Kickstarter project is add Bluetooth to it. Yep. <laughs> our actually second project and our last project of the night, not counting our interview, is takes that idea. So Drew, do you know how well you sleep? Uh, I know it's not very good. Okay. So, you know, there's been devices before where, like, the Fitbits and other sleep trackers. I mean, I had the up band that would kind of track on how you sleep. But, right, right. you know, I don't like wearing things when I'm asleep. Like, I'll, I, you know, I I'll wear a watch that. during the day and stuff. But, like, to me, it's like, you know, it's going to get caught in something because I tend to toss and turn. And, you know, it's, I'm going to break something on there. So, I like to sleep Rambo. So I want, I want it all off. Everything. Wow. I just. Commando. I, I just. Wow. I just. <laughs> I do. I take. I take as soon as I get home. I take this pebble and pull it off. Because your wife is one lucky. Well, your wife yeah, is right? one lucky lady. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> there. So, so what? So what else could we use? Well, you sleep on a pillow, right? So we take this idea. Okay, we have a pillow. Let's add Bluetooth to it. 
What do you get? You get the Think Pillow. It is the world's first adjustable Ooh. smart pillow. And not only is it a pillow, there's two parts of it. Um, it like I said, this has Bluetooth on it. Um, there's two parts of it. So there's the Think Sleep, which is kind of the brains of the system. It tracks your sleep behaviors and movements on there. Um, it pairs with an app on your phone, which allows you to you know put in things so sit up to three hours before saying, hey, I just had a cup of coffee. Let's put that into the system, and then it can, you know, do cause and effect. How did that affect your sleep patterns? You know, hey, I went to on a run before I went to sleep. How does that affect things? I took a bath, you know, things like that. Um, it has it gives you stats on how you sleep. Of course, it also uploads it to the cloud. So, say, you know, you're worried about your little girls, Drew, and mm-hmm. how they sleep, but you don't want to give them a smartphone, right? Wait, no, no. Well, so what you could do is have them sleep on this. And then it uploads it to a website. You can check on them and see, you know, make sure your girl is sleeping well or if you need to adjust things on there. Um, and then it also has a smart alarm clock, which I love. It's because it's not one of those, just those alarm clocks that just go, eh, 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 It detects what sleep cycle in it. If you're in deep sleep or if you're in this middle ground sleep or um, real light sleep, um, within the half hour you say, so say, you say I want to wake up at 6 o'clock. It will go between 6 and 6.30, detect what phase of sleep you're in, and mm-hmm. when it's most optimal, so usually when you're in light sleep, it'll wake you up on there. Um, or if it notices that you're not getting anywhere close, it gives you a small nudge that will, it's not going to be a large enough nudge to wake you up, but enough to get you into a higher, you know, a uh, um, lower level of sleep where you're not in deep sleep on there, and then wake you up. On there. Mm-hmm. And I also love how you snooze this because you don't have to reach for your phone. You can just tap the pillow twice and it will go and it will snooze and it will turn off the alarm for you. Mm. Great, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, the app will, you know, so that's kind of the think sleep part. The think pillow part is too. It's not just a pillow, it's an adjustable pillow. So you actually have softness and thickness controls. Oh, there's, there's two knobs on in, in the core that you can pull and it will change the softness and thickness so you can get it, you know customized to your per- same person because you know not everybody's the same right, right. and oh, then that's true and it also is filled with uh, those space bead thingies that you know kind of form around form around everything so, so that way you can you know it, it they, they say it causes it forms a natural curve that supports your head so it feels like you're not even on anything wow. um so you put those two, two together the app will be able to give you suggestions on how you can get better sleep um, and I, you know, I love it. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think about this, Drew? I, I, I'm not even sure what to think about this. So tell me, the Think Sleep is just a little pill thing. So, so yeah, the Think Sleep is kind of the brains of it, and it's yeah, it's just a little pillow. And I think does it vibrate? Does it play? Like, is it the thing that that yeah, connects it, to? It, yeah, it does all the other stuff. So I think you can put it into a normal pillow too, um, on there. But like, it, of course, it works best with their um, the Think Pillow on there. Um, and, yeah, yeah, and I think it's—I remember the battery life being like three months or something like that on there. So, and there's a little bit of there's a speaker in there too, so it could play music on there. Um, there was a suggestion by uh, your co-host on the Little Big Cast, Robin, and she said <laughs> it should also be able to sing lullabies. I'm like, well, there's already a speaker in there and it uses a sound, so maybe they just—they just need to make an app or an addition yeah. to the app that's like a sleep timer. It allows Which you to lull you. Into, I mean, it could tell when you're deep sleep, so it knows when to turn it off. Think about it. Genius. It they got to add this. They got to add this. And or, like she asked, does it make its own pillow forts out of pillows? Like, can it build itself into a giant pillow fort? That's fantastic. Well, my guess That's is if they, get ver- if they get version one done, yeah, they, could be, 
It's just old version too. Yeah, why not? The fort version. So so here's my thoughts on it, and I and I and I've looked at it and, and found it interesting. I am a, a well was before I had kids, I was a sleep nut. Like I really enjoyed sleep. I I was a um a certified lucid dreamer, like I certified. <laughs> like I, but, but I love sleep so much and, and dreaming was a big part of that. So I've always um tried out the apps. I tried out every single app that you like use on your phone before the before the pebble even came out where you'd set the phone on your somewhere on your bed trying to get it to like again find your sleep pattern so it can wake you at the right time. And I've never found something that works as well. The pebble has one as well. Like it'll it'll nudge you awake at a certain time. But you, but have you gotta to wear, wear the it. pebble. And right. I can't do that. Same with the Fitbit. I never picked one up because, or the, uh, the was that Fit? There was another one. The, I had the up band. That the up, a couple of them, and I never got them because I don't want to sleep or something. This is an interesting, like, idea. Um, I guess my biggest hang-up right now is that I don't love the look of the pillow. I just don't love the look of it, and it's probably me just being a fashionista. But I look at it, and I go, man, it looks like a saggy woman's boobs. I just don't like the look of the pillow um <laughs> the, so the one the one with the case do you see the one with the case that has like the the gray the, top the, and the, yeah, blue the bottom? gray and the blue on there that i like that i'm okay well, that's with. a that's a that's a pillowcase cover on there that's the case that's yeah. on there but like the pillow itself i guess maybe just the way that it's like stitched together it may just i don't know what it is but it's some something about that but if i'm looking at this right you can get the brains of the thing like the the part with the bluetooth that is that fits in everything at close to like what 25 25 it's, so it's 26 new zealand dollars or new zealand dingoes as i read it sorry people from new zealand um but it's about <laughs> 20 dollars in u.s for one of these sleep pills yeah. early bird right yeah, so it's early bird it's, but it's 29 dollars for normal so i could put that like under my pillow and still get some of the app functionality without getting the adjustable flexible pillow part Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I, I want to just get the full case on there because I thought it looked cool, and now I'm gonna have to reevaluate how I. I just didn't like the maybe it's the, <laughs> maybe it's the baby blue that shocked me. I just I don't know. Anyway, for for me, it's it's it's. Uh, I will back. I would back at the pill at the sleep pill or whatever they call it. The sleep. The, think, the think sleep. Yeah, the think sleep on there. I would. I'll back at the early bird think sleep. Um, they they have a fifty thousand dollar goal of of dingoes. Um, and they're and they're twelve hundred, uh, but but it's a two month campaign. I think I think they'll probably do fine if yeah. they get if they get out there and yeah, I can do that. I can do that. So that's where I'm at. I'm 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 back at a sleep think level. What are you doing? Yeah, this this one's a back for me because you know I've always looked at pillows and stuff and and I was always like, there's got to be a better way. And why not add Bluetooth to it? Because I like Bluetooth and everything. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> On there, so that's a back for me. Excellent. All right. All right, Drew. So those are our two projects for today. And now we have an amazing interview with the guys from Vanishing Inc. So let's just cut to that. All right, Drew. How about you introduce our guests tonight on there? Because I'm super excited about this. I love when we have guests. It always makes such a such a great show. It just adds a little bit of flavor. And people get to hear more than just you and I drone on. So without further ado, our guests tonight are Zach Smith and Scott Weiser. We're talking about Scott's project and book, The uh, Vanishing Ink. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for having us on. So Scott, there you can see on the left, uh, Zach on the right. Uh, Scott wrote and illustrated uh, the book that we're going to talk about. And then Zach, you've been helping with kind of the campaign part of the Kickstarter, correct? 
Yep, that's right. Fantastic. First, Scott, tell us a little bit about the about the book and uh, and about what uh, what the Kickstarter is for. Well, the book is a hardcover novel, and it has uh, beautiful illustrations in it, and it's it's about a washed up magician who has to save the world from disappearing. So that's kind of the thirty second pitch. <laughs> okay, and you drew all the pictures, and you wrote the book. And how long does it take you to write the book? To write it? Yeah, to kind of come but up with it. From the the idea that I had, it's been over three years. Wow. Since the initial idea, yeah. But it has changed a lot since then. So and uh, what the writing it, process was very organic, very loose. Very cool. Very cool. And then what is what is your um, like day job? What's your background, I guess? So are, are you an author by trade or what is it that you that you would say that you, you do? I've worked in the entertainment industry as a character oh. animator for – Longer than I had been writing the book. <laughs> so, um, and I worked as a graphic designer before that. So, uh, but for as a character animator, I worked on Alvin and the Chipmunks 3 and a DreamWorks Dragons Adventure video game and a bunch of commercials for Weber State University. So, Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And that is where I met you, is at Weber State University. Yep. Um, which is which is a fantastic place. We're happy to have you there. So yeah, now we're most interested in this in this project. You launched it today, so this is like what maybe twelve hours old. Yep. And how Plus, how's it doing? Fill us in. How's this? How is how's the whole campaign going? And then maybe even Zach, if you want to take over and take us through what the what the future holds for the campaign, how you're going to keep it going. Well, we're at three thousand one hundred ninety right now, and it has been. Uh, how many hours has it been? Like eight? 10, 10 o'clock a.m. we launched. So it was 12 straight up. 12 so about hours. 12. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it got staff pick as well, which was pretty cool. And I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the marketing guy he is. <laughs> so, Zach, I'm just really interested in, 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 okay, to get you know more than three grand in the first 12 hours, you obviously had the engine revving. We talk about that all the time on the show. You got to get people lined up, ready to go for the whole thing. So, tell us a little bit about what you did um, to get up to this point where you could say, hey, we're going to have fun, you know, we're going to have funds coming in day one. Yeah. So, the moment we launched the project, we had already been building up a, a network of people and that Scott acts like he didn't know exactly what's happening there. Scott's the one who's got to take 90% of the credit for that. He's, he's done the friends and family outreach thing and I've hounded him on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've said, Scott, you better have me a list of a hundred people that are giving us money. The moment we push go, that's how this thing works. We need that. We want to jump right to the top and Scott pushed through. He fit, he, he got hard and right off the bat, he was able to get tons of pledges coming. I mean, I think the first time I refreshed the page, it was 680 bucks. So yeah, it happened really quickly within the first minute or two. We were already the second most popular project on all of publishing, on all of Kickstarter, and we've since maintained that spot. Meanwhile, Scott had been building up a relationship with a person who was reviewing his project on Kickstarter and just kind of talking and asking for feedback, just and not being pitchy at all. It was completely, hey, I'd love to see what you do. You guys are the experts. I like Kickstarter sort of thing. And because he did that, when it came time to launch the project, I backed the project myself, and I have a pretty good influence on Twitter. I reached out to Kickstarter and I said, if this thing doesn't make a staff pick, I'll be completely surprised at Kickstarter. Kickstarter, two seconds later, sends us an email that says, this is a staff pick. <laughs> sure enough, for staff pick and the, the badge gets put on there right away. So that was kind of cool. We have never had a staff pick before in all the projects that I've done. Oh, so really? I something different this time and I landed it, so... Yeah, no, that's that's nice because I, I I was wondering exactly how that how that stamp got in there on day one, but it sounds like it was somewhat fortuitous, but also a, a planned strategic. Uh, exactly, you never know if they're going to give it to you or not, but you can do a lot to help them remember who you are 
And then once it does start taking off, you show that momentum, you you back the project, you do the I just back sort of Twitter thing that, that Kickstarter's automated scripts will let you do. Yeah. And, and you call out Twitter on it, you call out Kickstarter on it, you say, hey, look, this is an awesome project. I can't imagine how this isn't going to be. And you don't directly ask Kickstarter to make it one. You right. say, I can't see how this is not going to be one. So it was very subtle. And it worked out real nice. Well, I hope that he was doing it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just influence wise. No, that's yeah, that's I'm good. A good Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Did, now, for the for the front page and the other things, is there an algorithm of something that you can share with folks that that is like, if you have this much traction on day one, that you're you're it's going to pay off in uh, more visibility, front page, that kind of stuff. So Kickstarter's policy makes it so you can't just toss your own money into the project. A lot of people used to try to do that. They thought they could game the system. I don't right. think it's a good idea to ever game the system simply because you really want real people who like your project and resonate with you and want to buy your work. So why fake it, right? Right, right. Rather, it's better to build up a network of people beforehand like Scott did and then get those people to back as soon as possible. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be as fast as possible, but obviously it, Kickstarter's algorithm is updating every single second where every time pledges come in, you're either going up or down. And that's how it works. It's very, very much live. Like if Scott were to go make $5,000 right now, he would probably be one of the more popular projects on all of Kickstarter. So the algorithm is such that it's about backers, not total money as well. Someone, not one person pledges 20 grand, 10 grand, which is the maximum you can pledge. That's not going to do anything versus if it was 100 people totaling up to 10 grand. It's much better to have a lot more people than it is to have a lot of money. Good. I'm glad you confirmed that because I've I've been consulting and talking to some people on projects and they were like, you know, we've got we've got two thousand dollars ready to come in on the first date and 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 is that good? Should I have them just lump sum put that in, or should we spread it out and have five or six people? And I and I believe my response to them was exactly what you just said. It's okay, but if you can have sixteen people putting in that same two thousand dollars, it's gonna it's gonna trigger more, and that makes sense because it's kind of a. Yep, I think it sort of likes the micro fund aspect of it instead of one big guy jumping in and funding you. Good. Now, Zach, give us a real quick background on your, yourself. You have not only are you uh, apparently a very influential tweeter, but you have <laughs> you you've got your own uh, company of sorts that helps Kickstarter people get their Kickstarter like momentum and traction, right? Yeah. Originally, I actually wasn't even in the Kickstarter game. In fact, if you talked to me a year ago, I probably wouldn't have even know what Kickstarter was. <laughs> as crazy as that seems, but since then, I've really immersed myself in Kickstarter and. We've raised about $780,000 over the last 90 days just between various Kickstarters that I've specifically marketed for and ran marketing strategies for. So and that's what I started saying, okay, wow, I think we've got something here. Now, how did I get good at Kickstarter? I don't think it was me necessarily getting good at Kickstarter. It was my marketing background, which I've been running internet businesses for about seven years. I actually got my degree at Weber State University, too, in accounting. Simultaneously, my degree there, I was building a business, and that business turned into something really great. In fact, it won a competition called the Utah Student 25. We finished top three there. And from the Utah Student 25, one thing led to another. The business became better and better. I eventually sold that business. I started another business. And that business led to consulting with other small businesses and helping their businesses make more money doing what they love, automating, collaborating, basically our three-pronged our three prong strategy of how to grow a business, to, or grow an idea or an invention, or even a book, in Scott's case, into something bigger and greater. And that led to me taking on a client called the Roos Fort, another Utah company. They're actually based out of South Ogden, Utah. And they had created something called the Roos Fort that had done really well. And they wanted to create the Roos Fort 2, which was just a variation on the Roos Fort 1, more colors, bigger pocket, 
fitting the bigger phones, the iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus, stuff like that. And we said, okay, we'll launch a Kickstarter for you. We launched a Kickstarter for them. $115,000 later, I had 100 people knock on my door down to do Kickstarters. <laughs> and, and since then, we've just taken on tons of different Kickstarter projects and raised a lot more money. No, it makes a lot of sense. So if, if somebody knows how not, and like you said earlier, you're not trying to gain the system, but if somebody knows how to be the most effective at getting the project out there, marketing seems to be key number one, because you're not just saying, Hey, I have a Kickstarter, come put your money in it. The marketing happens outside of Kickstarter to say, everybody get ready. This is where you're going to be able to help me make this a reality. Uh, so I kind of like, I like the attitude you're going with there. Uh, no, I don't know if you said your website, but your website is uh, funded.today. Yeah, Funded.today, yeah. We didn't go the .com route, which is the first time I've ever done that in all the internet endeavors I've done. But we kind of liked Funded Today. Get your idea, get your invention, get your book funded today. So we went with Funded.today. It, it, seems, it seems to be working. KT and I talk about all the time things that we can, right? Things that we can fund. <laughs> how, to, how to get a better system. Like it took us 20 <laughs> minutes to get this Skype going. Can we just buy a big box that puts us all together? Uh, so we may, yep. we may come knocking on your door. All right. <laughs> yeah. KT, what do you got for questions? Yeah. So, so, Zach, I actually have this question because you've kind of been in both markets on there. So, in your experience, what has what is different in in all of Kickstarter compared to a traditional model where somebody would go to a publisher and go through that? And you know, and what are similar things between the two? Because I'd love to hear um, that compare and contrast between the two. Sure. I mean, not speaking specifically from a publishing standpoint, because I don't have a lot of experience in the publishing book niche. In fact, Scott's is one of the first things I've taken on in that particular genre and category on Kickstarter. But some of the differences I've found are the audience. On Kickstarter, I don't know if you've ever kind of seen the marketing curve where it talks about early adopters and then the mainstream catches on and then late adopters and laggards. And that I don't know if you've seen that little curve thing where, where it shows. I believe that Kickstarter is still at that early adopter stage where it's people who are really, really passionate, potentially techie, but people who just believe in ideas such that they'll throw down money for these ideas and not even see that product or idea come to fruition six months, a year, a couple of years later. So in that sense, these passionate people are more likely to support you if you can reach them. Now, Kickstarter, I used to talk to a guy named Ryan Crabtree. He did really well on Kickstarter probably two, three years ago now. The Krabby Wallet. Yeah, the Krabby Wallet. Everybody knows the Krabby Wallet. It's one of the the first successes and got huge press here in Utah too. He raised three hundred and twenty something thousand dollars, I think. So, really good project. He said all he did is put his project on there. I've talked to him a couple times, and every time I talk to him, I'm like, "What was your secret? What was your strategy? How did you raise what you did?" Apparently, all he did is put it on there. Nowadays, if all you do is put your project on there, I don't care if you got the next J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter. It ain't going to make any money unless you know how to market it and get it in front of people. Because Kickstarter's simply getting past that early adopter stage, and it's getting more and more mainstream and at any given time, I mean, in Scott's category right now, there's 700 projects that are live and 180,000 plus projects on all of Kickstarter that, have, that are at some level of funding. So you can get lost in the midst of all the other great projects on Kickstarter if you don't know how to get your message seen. But in the same light, because these Kickstarter people are so visible and so active, they're easier to find and target than if you were just trying to reach it on some other platform or on your own website, for instance. Some people say, why do I launch on Kickstarter? Why do you want to pay the 5% Kickstarter fees and then the Amazon fees? I mean, by the time you're done, you got 10% or something before you even start taking home any profit yourself. Well, the answer is it's the community that's already on Kickstarter and that level of third-party trust and credibility that it gives when your product is placed on Kickstarter. When you have that sort of reference, that 10%, even just today in Scott's project alone, it's already paid off because of people that are on the platform that found Scott's work because of the platform, trusted the platform, and backed Scott's project. 
Yeah, and, and, and I love how you put in that um, community aspect because I was actually looking through your guys' comments and somebody had already put a like um, comment on there. So they're like, not just a nitpick, but your titles rotated the wrong way on the spine. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, who, where would you get that kind of feedback if not on Kickstarter? Yeah, People want your project to succeed and they've got some money behind it to tell you some things that you might want to consider. So. Dude, I, I'm interested to know, Scott, how, do you, how you broke things up uh, price-wise, like how you came up with your, what was it, 12 grand for your goal, and um, maybe what the breakdown is for the publishing and the push of that. Well, <laughs> I obviously, I finished, I figured out what the printing cost would be for, you know, several different quantities of books. And so uh, we're going to kind of determine how many books we'll print, depending on uh, how much the cost was. So we just had to create a little diagram of how much it would cost to print the book, how much it would cost to print it or to ship it, and how much maybe, you know, a little bit of advertising and other things like, you know, giving other people incentives to, to talk about a project and that sort of thing. So is that, you, yeah, you kind of just put it all out there. I matched it all yeah. together and said this was going to take, I was kind of surprised because looking at the tiers you had, uh, ship, your shipping, what was it? Your $20 tier, uh, for your reward. Yeah. Early bird be the first to get your own hardcover copy. And um, yeah, I looked at that and I was like, wow, that's cool. Uh, you know, great, great price for a good hardback book. And then I saw that you would ship anywhere in the world. And I said, wow, isn't that, isn't that usually like an extra $10, you know, add $10 for a shipping outside of the U.S.? What was your, what were you thinking? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it doesn't show you, but once yeah, you get in there. Kickstarter's it, finally updated some things, so the shipping price actually doesn't show on there anymore, yeah. which is kind of nice from a marketing standpoint. I think Kickstarter's been doing some testing themselves, and just over the last couple of weeks, they've updated things where the shipping is kind of set in there a little differently, so it doesn't tell you the shipping right on the backing. You actually, when you get ready to pledge, the shipping factors in automatically, and it even looks at your IP address and figures out where you're at in the world, and you can adjust it accordingly from there, but most of the time, it gets it right, so... So, yeah, so, factored in for sure. Let's say so. If I if I went in and I said I want that hardback book, and I select that reward, then the there is ship reward to U.S. Add four dollars ship reward. Exactly. Wow! I just thought it's that kind, is, of, kind of cool because at that point the person's already determined they want to back your project, and so right. there's not a there's not a huge cart abandonment rate at that point. So that's an excellent uh, excellent idea because you're right. They've already said I'm going in because that's the product they want. Yep. And it, it and it costs a lot to ship these projects. It's not like we're going to make a fortune trying to get this. Oh, yeah. The idea is more to get Scott's book out to the world so that a lot of people can read a great book, see a great animator, and then potentially leverage that into a feature-length film or speaking opportunities or all kinds of other things for Scott. So yeah. Right. So, that, so more than just getting a book out there, this is almost like growing a fan base for Scott. That's part of the price here. Exactly. In fact, before we started this call, we were looking at one of Scott's friends, Jason Brubaker, and the first Kickstarter he ever did, he raised twelve thousand. The next one was one hundred seven thousand. I'm like, how did he jump that high? Well, it's because he built that fan base. And then the second time, he could leverage the fans that loved his first work, trusted him, and said, "Man, if it's even half as good as his last book, I'm I'm in, and I'm in ten times more than I was in last time." So yeah, and since his newest Kickstarter, uh, he's had some. I can't probably can't tell you what they are, but some really really cool things happen <laughs> that are going to really be big for his career. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Makes me wonder, like, if I could just kickstart my, my teaching skills or so. I don't even know. That's all I got. So. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast would not be a bad idea. I'm telling you. Look at we, the we, video podcast right now. Is, it's the most popular project in all of Scott's category. Raised over $600,000 at this point. And you could do Patreon, too, which is another. Yeah, we love Patreon. Yeah. We, we've always thought about Patreon because the KT Data Network, I mean, we have, what, four shows? Three, uh, three shows three still shows, going live, yeah. right? Three shows live. 
um, four total on there, plus convention coverage and all that stuff. Yeah, we're all going to CES. I mean, we we do we do a lot of fun stuff for for like, all out of my money. money. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, I say we're paying a lot of money, but really, KT's playing a lot of money. So no, we should we we've talked about it a lot, and I think we love what we do enough that we might we might look into that even more. So, awesome. KT, do you have any other questions? Uh, yeah, um, Scott. So like, I mean. So you're doing everything, like the art, the story, and everything in this book, right? Yes. <laughs> can, can I just tell you, holy crap, I, like your art style. I saw that, and I was like, wow, I am already in love with this art style. And, like, and the one thing that you come back to, especially in your video that I love, is that you're, you say it's all about the storytelling. And that Drew knows it, and Drew teaches this, is that it's all about the storytelling. And I was like, I'm I'm all in just because of that one line right there. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but some people don't really know what that means. Even <laughs> I, if I had like an hour long video, maybe I could start to explain it. But <laughs> but it's true. It's, but it's true because oh. everybody kind of knows there's three acts and that sort of thing. And um, most writers avoid even thinking about story structure, like the three act structure and, and that sort of thing. But um, I've studied it to a point where I, I I know I can break it down into thirteen points. And I can break it down into six points and I can break it down in many ways and really be able to um, craft a story that is different, you know, that, that I understand more about the rules after years of study. Um, so, you know, storytelling really comes down to, you know, who's your character and what are you trying to prove? You know, like my book proves, you know, it proves that selfless conquest brings true fulfillment is kind of what I made it is my tagline, but it, it also addresses, you know, what is wrong with society and what we can do as individuals to build lives that won't crumble, you know, cause that's kind of a the worry that we have. You know, we always fear the future. Like how can I assure that I'm going to have, you know, at least happiness in the future. I might not have riches or, or fame or anything like that, but at least I want to have something solid, some, some happiness in the world. So. Fantastic. I love, I love that. Um, just briefly, real quick, you were, uh, I know on your personal website, you, you've done, you know, you've put the, featured the book there, but then you also have a specific site for the book itself that you've been release, releasing a page at a time. Is that right? Two pages a day. Two pages, two pages a day that you're kind of <laughs> letting out there and all 200 pages eventually? Yes. Yeah. If we fund uh, at 100,000, I think, we'll release the whole thing right at the end of the Kickstarter project. Okay. If not, it'll take about into January, maybe February to release everything. So, Wow, where'd you come up with that idea? That's genius. <laughs> I, I've seen it done several times. I can't take credit for that one. Of yeah. <laughs> I was actually the other way. I was like, I don't know if you want to be given a lot of for free. I mean, this is a really good thing. Are people just going to eventually get it for free and not want it back? But uh, in the end, I think it's a great idea because now people can follow along with the Kickstarter. In fact, every, every new backer we're messaging, Scott's messaging and telling them, hey, Thanks so much for backing. Here's the link to share with your friends and family or someone you think might this this story and this, this book might impact. And go here now and read a couple pages of the book. And by the end of this campaign, you know you'll be 60 or 70 pages in it already. So, And it's a little risky because we're really not done proofreading yet. Uh, but people really haven't cared about the typos. They're like, it's a great story. I, I saw a few typos, but I'm like, I'm fixing those. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, I, so, I, I mean, they're I, mostly ironed out now. But. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And after like hearing you guys talk about this project and everything, and I think you guys have fully captured the spirit and aspect of everything about crowdfunding that I've loved and the reason why 
you know, I love doing this show is finding people like you guys and you guys totally a hundred percent get it on there. Um, I think honestly, your project's going to be one of those is those reference projects where I'm going to tell people you need to look at this. These are guys that actually totally get it. They're, they're going in. If you want to be successful, learn from what they did over there. Cause it's, it, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. People would be a fool not to back your project. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. it's, We're I mean, a, that's a tweetable right there. Stamp <laughs> <laughs> it on there. Okay, okay so, so on, on the show, show we have a rating system on here. So I'll have to ask you, Drew: Is this yes. a back track or sack? Oh, it's a track for me. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's a back. I've already backed it. <laughs> I'm getting in there tonight as soon as we're done. Uh, I've been watching it climb just a little bit while we've been doing the show. So yeah, I know. I it's a back. Pledges come in. That was cool. So yeah, so definitely a back for me. Yeah, this one, this one is a back for me on there. Now I just have to go through and play the game of what tier am I going to get through? This is going <laughs> to picking the tiers. Exclusive? Any exclusives in your tiers? And and KT's like drawn to that like a magnet. Oh, really? I can get that I was exclusive. Like, oh. I had people in my office who wanted to pull together and get the $2,000 tier. <laughs> Which one is that? So $2,000. Or it was actually only even the $1,000. We're oh. the style of you in Vanishing Ink. So. Oh. oh. That is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come, I'm going to come knocking on your door. Be like, hey, I'm sorry. Four of those ones available. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Or if you want to go all the way, you can spend a day with Scott Weiser. All expense paid trip. He'll pay up to fifteen hundred bucks hotel and airfare, and you can do whatever you want that day. Sketch. He'll draw pictures with you. See the sights. Tour all over Ogden. Whatever you want to do. So that's a cool level too. That's a, that's that's a fun story. Not gonna mention what you do with that fifteen minutes. There's a, there's a little bit of money to go crazy. Yeah. At you, you could even tell them if they saw it on the show, they probably could go visit Drew too and see him in, in his that's natural right. habitat. Yeah. We could totally <laughs> yeah. We could make it a day out of the whole thing. Yeah. I'll pitch in fifteen dollars for the fifteen hundred. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, you got anything else, KT? Um, so, yeah, I, I got to ask you guys. Is So if you could, you know, burn one thing into almost every project creator's mind or somebody who's looking to start their project, um, one piece of advice for them to follow, what would you tell them? I'll go Scott first. <laughs> well, since I've been in my first day, <laughs> and I, it's been burned into my brain, <laughs> um, I would just say that, you know, you, You've got to know that you can't just put a Kickstarter up there. You've got to do a lot of work beforehand and a lot of work, you know, after. Yeah. I mean, so, well, Scott's he's on the same page with me. I was going to say pre-launch is the marketing term for it, but it's simply preparation. If you prepare yourself beforehand, you're not going to have issues going into the project. Scott did a really good job of preparing himself, and he's done everything possible to make sure this project starts off on the right foot. Because it looks good, because it has that nice head start, all of the all of the flags are green. Everything is everything we can check off every box now. Now it's just up to the Kickstarter community and our paid advertising and our and our PR and press whether or not how far this thing can go. Because Scott's done everything in his power to get this thing started off right. A lot of people think they want to rush it. So my second point with going along with that would be just don't rush your project. Scott even wanted to rush it a couple times, and it's good we waited because. We were able to line up a lot more things that allowed for a, a good, a very strong, successful day. If you try to rush your project, it's not a good idea. Every day I run into someone because we get probably 20 to 30. I mean, Scott sees my inbox right here. We get 20 to 30 people a day. Zach, let's talk. I want to yep. I want to hire funded today. And then I don't get back to them quick because I get 20 or 30 a day. So that's just <laughs> it's too hard for a small company to manage. And the next day, Zach, I launched my project. And they've got like yeah. a on there. It's like, why did you launch your project already? <laughs> you could have just, it's like, you got to have a little bit of preparation and planning. They think they've got to hurry and rush it. 
because time is running out, but time is never running out. A good opportunity now will be a good opportunity later. A good opportunity doesn't go away. It's better to prepare yourself now so that that way you have everything possible lined up in your favor when you do push go. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that is great advice. Drew, do you got any other questions? No, uh, plenty, but it has more to do about you know what we're going to do on our day in Ogden. And... <laughs> so, so if somebody gets that and they want to meet Drew, I will drive up there too, and then you can hang out with both of us on there. <laughs> yeah, somebody from the show comes up and join us, and we'll, this would be a fantastic way. And if someone has a Kickstarter idea, I'll jump in on that day too, and I'll spend the day with them, and they can pick my brain and figure out how I've done the 750 grand that we've done over the last 90 days. Yeah. I'll let that in too. So, yeah, that's why I this guy with the idea. I, I knew that if I if I worked with him on it, that I would make money. <laughs> but if I, because I, you know, I'm I'm a very artistic brain, and and uh, this whole marketing thing has been new for me, and so it's great to have a coach that's like. So now that badger yeah. level is looking even more enticing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Drew and I will just yell at you and don't use that on camera, Mike. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's art consulting. We do the video consulting. <laughs> All right. so we've got some good videos today later. So this, yes, thank you guys. Really appreciate you joining us. I think we learned a lot, and I think anybody that's uh, listening to the show is probably taking down copious notes. Yeah, so, so if, yeah, if you guys want to find Zach, you can go on to funded.today, which is awesome. That's an actual URL, guys. Dot .today, not .com, not .net, dot .today. You can find him over there. And, of course, you can find um, Scott's project, Vanishing Inc., on Kickstarter. Just type it in, and, I mean, go back. This is, this is a no-brainer, and it... Usually, Drew and I don't force you to go back a project, but we, we highly suggest you go yeah. back this one. <laughs> We're bending your arm. It's cool. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Yeah, so much. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, Drew. Was that not an amazing interview? I, it was fantastic. I, I love that interview. It was amazing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know if you want more of this, or if you're a project creator and you want to be on the show, let us know. You can yep. send us an email at kickcast at ktdata.net. I answer all emails that get sent that way, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast, or on Twitter at kickcast, or on Google Plus, plus.kickcast.net. It's I answer, still alive. Google Plus is a significant place, Drew Tyler. I, I still Tyler. mock it. I mock it in every class, but okay, it's still alive. It's still alive, or I'm I'm keeping it alive. Maybe I'm the only one. Keeping it's it alive. you. It's you. <laughs> so, um, those are our ways to contact us. Of course, we encourage you guys to watch live. The chat room has been lively tonight. Thank you, D Max, Winston, cousin, and uh, anybody else that is watching out there that didn't say anything in the chat room. I love you all. Um, our next episode is going to be November 25th, 2014, and you can watch that live at live.kickcast.net. It's going to be pre-Thanksgiving, or in my opinion, Black Friday is a holiday for me. I don't care what anybody says. That's a holiday for me uh, <laughs> on okay. there. So hope you guys join us in the chat room then. Um, and, you know, other things, Drew, do you got anything plug? Anything cool coming up on the little bit cast? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. We just we just play video games, so I need to do some of that. I've I've got a couple of projects that I know of Kickstarter wise that I'll be sharing probably in the next show that are are again friends and friends and students launching albums and other books that I'll, I'll toss out there when they get Sweet. loaded. You gotta get them on the show. I love your friends. You guys, you know all the people. I don't. I've, know I've, I've been consulting on some like students that uh, one. I think it was today. She actually launched an album. It's called Oaks and Ashes. Her name's Carly McKinnon. But maybe we can get her on the show because it's she's remastering an entire album, and she's just a kind of folksy guitar singer, uh, songwriter. She's very good. I love the musicians. They're great. And make sure you guys check out ktdata.net for our other shows. Yes. Cousins actually in the room. Find out the secrets behind Ramune, um, oh, or yeah. find out what what 
Pepero Day is. Actually, the day we're recording is Pepero Day. You can all find all of that at ktdata.net. Check out our beta episodes. We hope you guys enjoy. Um, and guys, of course, thank you so much, Drew Tyler. Thank you so much. I love you, man. I mean, I'm thank gonna, you. I love you. It's I'm man gonna, love. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I give, I'm giving you a virtual hug right now, but I'll probably uh-huh. just give you a real one next week. In a week, yeah. we, yes, yeah, we're gonna go awesome. look at toys. So yes, on there. Thanks for on coming, there, everybody. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, and see you in two weeks. Bye.